and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So far, the reading of God's holy word. We now join in singing together from Psalm 27. Psalm 27, God is my light, my refuge, my salvation. We sing the stanzas 1, 5, and 6 of Psalm 27. Our text this afternoon you will find in the first letter of John, chapter 1, the verses 5 through 8. The first letter of John, chapter 1, at verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world is Jesus. So we sing, come to the light, it's shining for thee. Sweetly the light has dawned upon me once I was blind, but now I can see the light of the world is Jesus. No doubt, the composer of that hymn had in mind the words of John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, especially to the scribes and the Pharisees who were trying to ensnare him, and said to them, I am the light of the world. He then went on to say, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Of course, 
John had heard that word also. But John had heard something else from Jesus earlier. John had heard Jesus say also, you, my disciples, you, my followers, you are the light of the world. That's in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And see, those two words of Jesus, namely that he is the light and that all who belong to him, who are in him, are called to be the light. Those two words lie at the root of our text. I invite you to listen carefully that you may hear what the Spirit says to the church and to each of us personally in this passage of Scripture. I'm going to speak on walk in the light. There are three things in this passage which we should pay careful attention to as follows. To the affirmation, God is light. There is no darkness in him. Secondly, to the implication, we must be children of light. And then finally, to the foundation, the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all sin. It is especially the Apostle John, who both in his gospel account and in his letters, speaks of God as the light. This is the message, says John. Yes, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you. That God is light. And as it were to drive that point home, he adds, and in him there is no darkness at all. Remember now, John had begun his letter by saying that he wants to proclaim what he had heard and what he had seen. And now he says it again. This message, says John, which I am proclaiming to you, why it is an age-old message. The form in which John records that underscores the fact that this truth has always been God is, he always has been, the light. I'm only passing on to you, says John. Yes, I'm only passing on to you what I myself have heard. If you were then to ask John, where, John? Where did you hear that? Then John would have told you, I heard it from both. I heard it already from the Old Testament scriptures, and I heard it from Jesus Christ, whose apostle I am. With Psalm 27, we sing, God is my light, my refuge, my salvation. We just sang it. And with Psalm 36, we confess, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. When John then writes his gospel account, he testifies that what he writes about the glory of the word made flesh, that he had also seen. We have seen 
His glory, writes John, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. But now, what was that glory which John had seen? This. He saw. He saw that in the Word, the Word that was in the beginning with God, the Word that was God, and the Word that had now become in human form, that had now taken on flesh, he saw that in him was life. And the life, that life, it was the light of men. In Jesus, says John, in Jesus, the Savior, I saw the revelation of the light of God. In Jesus, I saw that God is light. And the light, the the light, as it was revealed in Jesus Christ, uh, that light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. That is, the darkness cannot overpower it. The darkness, you understand, that is here a reference to the devil and all his host. It is a reference to all who stand in his service. The devil, why, he is the prince of darkness grim, as Luther had spoken of him. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. Jesus himself had said to Nicodemus, remember, the light has come into the world, and the people, the people loved darkness rather than the light. Because their works are evil. And Jesus had explained that. For, he said, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light. And does not come to the light. Lest his works should be exposed. So it is clear. All that is evil... All that is corrupt, corrupt, it all belongs to the darkness. And, I ask, and it all looks for the cover of darkness. It will not come to the light, for the light will expose the works of darkness. Well, no. That is simply another way of saying that all who love evil, all who do what is corrupt, all such will not come to God. For God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. I ah, see, if there were some, some little bit of darkness in God, just a tiny bit of darkness. Why then perhaps they might be able to camouflage, to cover up, to hide their corruptions in or with that darkness. Then they might even feel free to draw near to God. But God is light, 
pure light. There is no darkness in him at all. So no one can hide any evil, any corruption, any sin, however small, from the Lord. That, you see, that is true for all who love the works of darkness, who would never dream of coming to the light, who sense no need for the light of the world, who despise and reject him who is the light of God incarnate, Jesus Christ. But about that is also true, listen carefully now, that is also true for all who profess the light. It is true for all who claim that they are children of the light. See, no one, no one can hide any sin or evil or corruption, however small, from the Lord. And now, that is what the affirmation, God is light, there is no darkness in him, means to underscore. You cannot hide yourself or your sin from him who is the light. But John doesn't stop there. He moves from the affirmation, God is light, to the implication, any and all who claim that light, why they must live as children of the light. The second point. In his gospel account, remember, John had written, but to all who did receive him, Jesus the light, who believed in his name, to all such he gave the right to become children of God. Children of the light, you understand, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's what the word regeneration means to underscore, you see. And now John writes a letter. It is a letter addressed to the churches, that is, to the Christians of Asia Minor. It is not clear from this letter whether John is, resp is responding to an actual problem or whether he simply means to teach them, to give his readers instruction on the Christian walk of life. But it is clear that John wants his readers which means us today, to understand that having fellowship with God means having fellowship with him who is the light. And that, says John, uh, that fellowship, it is not possible if in fact you are walking in the darkness. After all, light and darkness, as we just heard, they are opposites. 
they repel each other. The one cannot tolerate the other. There is no fellowship between Christ and Belial. Period. Therefore, it is a lie to claim that you have fellowship with him who is the light, if in fact you are walking in the darkness. Well, that brings up the question, what does John mean? What is he talking about when he talks about walking in the darkness? Oh, no, then he does not mean that it will never, ever happen that we, because of the weakness of our flesh, fall into sin. That, as we hear every time the law of the Lord is read, that is something every Christian struggles with. That is what conversion, specifically the dying away of the old self, is all about. It is to be genuinely sorry for sin, the sin that is still there in our life. It is to hate that sin more and more. It is to run far away from it. But, but then there is also, I guess, then there has to be the coming to life of the new self that goes hand in hand with it. And that, as you know, that is a wholehearted joy in God through Christ. And it is a delight to do every kind of good as God wants us to. That's Lord's Day 33. So it is clear. John is not talking about a falling into sin of which you then also repent but about walking in the darkness. See, that means that you love the way of the flesh. It means that you have no delight in the will of the Lord. It means that you practice deceit and falsehood and that you give yourself over to that. It means that you do love yourself, that you do indulge yourself, but that you love neither the Lord nor your neighbor as yourself. At this point, it is important that we remind ourselves that John is addressing the church here. He is writing to people who say, who confess that they are Christians. Notice what John says here. If we, people of the church who understand, if we say that we have fellowship with him while, yes, while we walk in the darkness, that tells you that this is something that can be very subtle. No, not that each one of us personally doesn't know what it is that really motivates us. We all know our own heart, right? But 
But it is possible that we fool others, that we mean to fool others. And in fooling others, it is possible that we deceive ourselves. After all, the darkness blinds. Let me take as an example the love relationship between a man and a woman. See, it can happen. It happens that the one says to the other, Honey, I love you. But what is really meant is, Honey, I want you in order to satisfy myself. I really mean to use you for myself, for my self-indulgence. The TV ads and many of its programs are filled with that kind of deception. And if you watch them, then be warned. You will fill your heart with that kind of deceit. Well, no. That, the fact is, that kind of deceit can also be practiced in relation to the Lord. There are people who mean to have a relationship with the Lord only, mind you, only for what they think they can get out of it for themselves. Ah, they are still very much people of this world. They do not have, nor do they want, any renewal of mind. That is, they think and they do, they want to think and they want to do, as the world thinks and does. They walk in darkness, though, yes, though they know about and confess in their words the light. Then John minces no words. You're a liar, he says. Anyone, anyone who claims to have fellowship with the Lord, who is the light, remember, Anyone who claims to have fellowship with the Lord while he walks, continues to walk, wants to walk in darkness. Such a person lies and does not practice the truth. That is, such a person does not live according with, in accordance with the word of truth. Then the word of God which is the truth, does not dwell in you. Then Christ, the Word made flesh, who is the truth of God incarnate, then Christ does not live in you. Then you are still caught in the grip of the lie. Then Satan, who is the father of the lie, is in control of your life. Then you still are lying in the midst of death. 
from the way John constructed his sentences here, it is clear that this is this line is the pivotal sentence. What John says is this, people, you must understand that the lie, uh, the lie goes with, it belongs to the darkness. The way the truth goes with belongs to the light. So you always, you always come down on one side or the other, but you cannot have it both ways. Notice that John mentions both lie and truth as it were in one breath. We lie and do not practice, do not live according to the truth, he says, if we walk in the darkness while claiming to be in the light. But but all of that changes. That is, we are in the truth if indeed we walk in the light. Walking in the light, you see, means that you listen carefully to what it is the Lord says to us in his word and that you do that not once in a while but always, continuously. It means that you delight to do every kind of good as the Lord asks that of us in his word. It means that you abhor deceit and falsehood. It means that the word of the Lord is indeed the lamp for your feet and the light on your path. That you, that you so instruct your children whom you have presented for baptism. You see, the Lord not only created us his image bearers, but image bearing is also our daily calling. So you see, it is indeed true. The heavens declare the glory of God, as Psalm 19 confesses. But it is also true that we who bear the name of our God, we are called to declare his glory and his majesty in all the earth. Yes, it is true. The name of the Lord is majestic in all the earth, as Psalm 8 confesses it to be. But it is also true that the Lord wants us, his children, to reflect his image in such a way that all who see us will praise the Lord on our account. When you reflect on that for just a moment, you realize that that is a tremendously serious challenge. And do you know where that will be right away be shown? It will be shown in the fellowship which we have with one another. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, says John, we have fellowship with one another that I can't miss, then that is how it will be. Oh, we had not really expected John to say that at this point. We had expected him to say, if we walk in the light, we will have fellowship with him, with God. 
after all. That's where verse 6 had started, right? But the fact is, you can't separate the two. Oh, to be sure, you must not confuse the two. The neighbor is not God, therefore the neighbor has no claim on the love that the Lord demands from us for himself. But, but the fact remains that all who walk in the light, in childlike obedience to the word of the covenant, which the Lord requires of his children, yes, all who walk in the light will have fellowship not only with the Lord, but they will have fellowship with those who, like them, walk in the light. And the fact is, our love for the Lord will be shown in our love for each other. John said that very concretely later on. Just listen. In verse 9 of the next chapter, John writes, Whoever says... He is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. And in chapter 4, verse 20, John writes, If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Why? Well, because he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Simple as that. So it is clear. Claim that you have fellowship with God, when in fact you have no fellowship with your brother. See, that, that is a farce. It is a lie. But it is therefore true also, that if you, in truth, have fellowship with God, well, then you will have fellowship with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Then and so, there is the communion of saints, after all. Then you are walking in the light, in the light of the Lord, who will surely lead and direct you to seek fellowship with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. It is not difficult to understand that this word touches upon every facet of our life, also on our courtship and marriage. See, there too, there especially, it is so very important that we walk in the light together, that we be one, one in the faith one in our communion, in our commitment to the Lord. A communion with and commitment to the Lord. Then the wife will indeed respect her husband and be in submission to him. And then the husband will love his wife and give himself up for her. Then he will not lord it over his wife and he certainly will not regard her as his property but he will cherish her and care for her as the apple of his eye. And then together, walking in the light, they will nurture their children in the fear of the Lord. They will tell them the mighty deeds of the Lord, how great 
and how majestic he is. How full of love and grace he is. And how marvelous his covenant is. And yes, they will call them to the obedience of the covenant. To repentance and to renewal of life. And they will be blessed. And their blessedness will shine forth. Well now, all of that is possible. Because we have a solid foundation, namely Jesus Christ, whose blood has cleansed us from all our sins. The third point. The blood of Jesus, that, as you know, that is a reference to the atoning death our Savior died on the cross for us. I you see, the Father had laid on him the iniquity of us all, so that by his atoning death we might have life, the light of life. His blood cleanses us from all sin, writes John. Then he indeed underscores that our life rests can only rest upon the foundation of Christ's death. But the way John says that here is such that he also underscores that we, his children by grace through faith, we must come to God to seek forgiveness. Calvin, commenting on this passage, says, Remission of sins cannot be separated from repentance, nor can the peace of God be on those consciences where the fear of the Lord does not reign. Therefore, he then goes on to say, therefore, all the saints, you could say every Christian, all the saints need daily forgiveness of sins. And this alone, this alone keeps us in God's family. You see, it is true. We cannot establish, that is, we cannot have fellowship with God on our own terms or by our own initiative. We cannot establish it. That is his gift to us. The covenant made in days of old with Abraham, he does uphold. So we sing, and such is the truth of God. But, But it is also true that all who say covenant or fellowship must know that they are admonished of and that they are obliged unto new obedience. They must, we must, again and again, consciously stand on, I guess consciously take our stand on the foundation, the only foundation, namely the blood of our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ. We must confess that apart from that foundation, we cannot stand, let alone walk in the light. And whoever does not walk in the light, remember, is in the darkness still. Let us then walk in the light as he is in the light. And we will have the light of life. Therein, our God is praised. And that, I guess, that is our blessedness. 
for today and forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. We let us join in singing from Psalm 36.